All right, now we're going to be getting into our Bible reading. So let's grab our Bibles. I've got mine ready right here. And let's get ready to start off with our New Testament passage. Now for our New Testament, we are going to be digging into Hebrews chapter 11. And we are going to be starting with verse 17 together. All right, so let's dig into the word right now. Now, as we get started, you're going to see a lot here about faith. This is a very key word. Now, one thing that I do is I take color pencils and I, or, you know, micron pens. And I have different colors for different things. And anytime I see a word that is so repetitive, that's talking about something that is very, very key to that passage. Now, you are going to see faith in this passage and this chapter mentioned many times. There is an important reason for that. So always note all of those times that words are repeated. Words repeated twice is already a big thing, but here we see faith many times. All right, let's dig in. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, pause, we're all going to go through some testing in our life. We're all going to experience this at some point. Here we see Abraham going through his. When Abraham was tested, he offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promise was in act offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. So here he knows, God, this is your promise. God, you're asking me to offer him up. Okay, I'm still trusting in your promise, Lord. I still have faith. I still believe. Verse 19, he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. He trusted God. He trusted him in this process. Next, by faith, Isaac invoked future blessing on Jacob and Esau by faith. Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sin. Here he chose, he made a decision, I'm going to identify myself as these children of God. I know it's going to hurt me. I know there's going to be effects on my life. But I'm going to choose that instead of the pleasure that I could have or the sin that I could have. He made a choice. Verse 26, he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. At this time, Egypt had such power. At this time, Egypt was known for their armies, for what they had. And here is this nation and they have slaves and they have wealth and they have this and they have that. And still he chose and considered that the reproach of Christ was a greater wealth than the treasure that Egypt had and the treasure that Egypt had to offer. For he was looking 
to the reward. What can come from God? That's what he's thinking here. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured and seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood. Another reason to circle so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as if on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. Talk about the power of faith. Faith is when you believe. It is not logical. It doesn't make sense. But God, I trust you. I know you. I know who you are. And I have faith. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were dishonest because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Now, it continues. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japheth and David and Samuel and the other prophets who went through faith conquered kingdoms. Now, there's nine things we're going to see here. Nine things we're going to see them go through. All right. Faith conquered kingdoms because of their faith. Enforced justice. Obtained promises. Stopped the mouth of lions. Quenched the power of fear escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, and put foreign armies to flight. Nine things that they were able to see and accomplish through faith. It wasn't logical. It didn't make sense. But these things they were able to do, they were able to see. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffering, mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats destitute, afflicted, and mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about the deserts and mountains, in the dens and the caves of the earth. All these things, not a few of these things, all these things, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. You know, there is such power that can come when we have faith, when we trust in him, when we trust God, you promised this. You're asking me to trust you. You're asking me to do something that might seem a little off, but God, okay, God, I trust you. I trust you've got a plan. I trust you understand something that I don't understand. I trust you see something that I don't see. And that's something that we can do. And remember, as we get into our next praise and worship time right now, let's worship our Lord some more. 
couple passages of Ezekiel in together today. Let's start with Ezekiel chapter 13 verse 1. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are prophesying and say to those who prophesy from their own hearts, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, woe to the foolish prophets. There are foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. In other words, they are making things up. They are prophesying and following their own, what they think, what they feel, when they truly have not seen anything from God. Your prophets have been like jackals among ruins, O Israel. You have not gone up into the breaches or built up a wall for those in the house of Israel that it might stand in battle in the day of the Lord. They have seen two things, false visions and lying divinations. There are such things as false teachings, false visions, and lying divinations. They say, declares the Lord, when the Lord has not sent them, and yet they expect him to fulfill their word. God hasn't said these things. These things are not from God. Yet these people expect that God would fulfill what they say because they said it. Now, how bold, how silly, how wrong this is. This is not from the Lord. Have you not seen a false vision and uttered a lying divination whenever you have said, declares the Lord, although I have not spoken? Therefore, thus says the Lord, because you have uttered falsehood and seen lying visions, therefore, behold, I am against you, declares the Lord God. Wow. Look at that. God is now against these people. Now, 
this is what's going to show how God is when he's against you. My hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and who give lying divinations. They shall not be in the council of my people, nor be enrolled in the register of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am God. Now, God will be against you if you go and do these things. If you start acting this way, if you start saying these things, God is going to make it clear this is false. This is wrong. This is not what I said. This is not what I'm doing. This is not from me. Precisely because they have misled my people, false leaders, they have misled my people, saying peace when there is no peace. And because when the people build a wall, these prophets smear it with whitewash, say to those who smear it with a whitewash that it shall fall. There will be a deluge of rain, and you, O great hailstones, will fall. And a stormy wind break out. There is no peace that is going to come for them. Just consequence. And when the wall falls, will it not be said to you, where is the coating with which you smeared it? Therefore, thus says the Lord, I will make a stormy wind break out in my wrath, and there shall be a deluge of rain in my anger, and great hailstones in wrath to make a full end and i will break down the wall that you have smeared with whitewash and bring it down to the ground so that circle its foundations will be laid bare <laughs> when it falls you shall perish in the midst of it and you shall know that i am the lord everything has a purpose here to say hey this is false this is right Thus I will spend my wrath upon the wall and upon those who have smeared it with whitewash. And I will say to you, the wall is no more, nor those who smeared on it. The prophets of Israel who prophesied concerning Jerusalem and saw visions of peace for her when there was no peace, declares the Lord God. And you, son of man, set your face against the daughters of your people, Here's the thing, who prophesy out of their own mind, out of their own thinking, prophesy against them. That's the response that God is saying. And say, thus says the Lord, woe to the women who sew magic bands on their wrists, who make veils for their head of persons of every stature in the hunts for souls. Will you hunt down souls belonging to my people and keep your own souls alive? You have profaned me among my people and for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, putting to death souls who should not die and keeping alive souls who should not live by your lying to my people who listen to lies. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against your magic bands with which you haunt souls like birds. I will tear them from your arms. I will let the souls whom you hunt go free like the souls of the birds. Your veils also will I tear off and deliver my people out of your hand and they shall be no more. And your hand as prey and you shall know that I am the Lord. 
in everything that God does, it is to show a specific purpose. Here, it's to show that he is the Lord. Because you have disheartened the righteous falsely, although I have not grieved him, you have encouraged the wicked that he should not turn from his evil ways to save his life. No peace is going to come. Instead of saying, no, that's wrong, that's not right, you encouraged it. So God can't bless that. Therefore, you shall no more see false visions, nor practice in divination. I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Chapter 14 Then certain of the elders of Israel came to me and sat before me, and the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, these men have taken their idols into their hearts. That's where God is supposed to be. That's where God is supposed to be our first love, not idols. And set a stumbling block of their iniquity before their faces. Should I indeed let myself be consulted by them? Therefore speak to them and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Any one of the house of Israel who takes idols in his heart and sets the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, yet comes to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him as he comes with the multitude of his idols, that I may lay hold of the hearts of the house of Israel, who are all estranged from me through their idols. So because these people are choosing to put idols before God, the relationship with the Lord is estranged. You see, you're going to see time and time again, this is about relationship. This is about trust. This is about a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see all of these false things that are uttered because these people, they didn't have a true relationship with God. They didn't see these things. Here, now you're seeing you have other things in front of you. You have idols in front of you. You have all these things in front of you who are more important to you that you store up in your heart instead of me, the Lord, he says. So that I may hold of the hearts of the house of Israel, all who are estranged from me through their idols because of these idols. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord, repent and turn away from idols and turn away your face from your abominations. That needs to be our response. Number one, repent. Lord, you're right. I'm wrong. Lord, I'm going to turn away from these things. I'm going to turn away from these attitudes. I'm going to turn away from this sin and I will turn to you. That needs to be our response for the wrong that we do in our life. For any one of the house of Israel or of strangers who sojourn in Israel, who separates himself from me, again, this is about relationship, taking idols into his heart and putting the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and yet comes to a prophet to consult me through him, I, the Lord, will answer him myself. And I will set my face against that man. I will make him a sign and a byword and cut him off from the midst of my people. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And if the prophet is deceived and speaks a word, I, the Lord, have deceived the prophet. And I will stretch out my hand against him and I will destroy him. 
from the midst of my people Israel. And they shall bear their punishment, the punishment of the prophet, and the punishment of the inquirer shall be alike, that the house of Israel may no more go astray from me, nor defile themselves any more with their transgressions, that they may be my people, and I may be their God, declares the Lord God. And the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, when a land sins against me by acting faithlessly, I stretch out my hand against it and break its supply of bread and set a famine upon it and cut it off from it, from man and beast. God will get our attention when we sin, when we make mistakes, when we are wrong. He will get our attention. That's what he will do. Even these three men, Noah, Daniel, Job, were in it. They would deliver, but their own lives by righteousness, declares the Lord God. If I cause wild beasts to pass through the land and to ravish it, and it may be made desolate, so that no one may pass through because of the beasts, even if these three men were in it, as I live, declares the Lord, they would deliver neither sons nor daughters. They alone would be delivered. They alone, because of living right, would be delivered. But the land would be desolate. Or if I bring a sword upon the land and say, let a sword pass through the land. As I cut off from it man and beast, though these three men, these three honorable, God-loving men, were in it as I live, declares the Lord. They would deliver neither sons nor daughters, but only they would be delivered. Or if I sent pestilence and pestilence into the land and pour out my wrath upon it with blood to cut off from men and from beast, even if Noah and Daniel and Job were in it. As I live, declares the Lord, they would deliver neither son nor daughter. They would deliver but their own lives by their righteousness because they lived right, because they had a relationship with God. He's saying, I would save them, but not these other people. For thus says the Lord God, how much more when I send upon Jerusalem my four disastrous acts of judgment, sword, famine, wild beasts and pestilence to cut off from it man and beast but behold some survivors will be left in it there's always a remnant sons and daughters who will be brought out behold when they come to you and you see their ways and their deeds you will be consoled for the disaster that i have brought upon jerusalem for all that i have brought upon it they will console you when you see their ways and their deeds. And you shall know that I have not done this without cause. All that I have done in it, declares the Lord. God says, hey, you need to live right. When you don't live right, there's consequence. Things come, things go. But as we go through all these passages today, we're seeing this is about relationships. This is people who are walking away from relationship with God or who are putting other things as first priority before their relationship with God. I would encourage you 
check yourself always. Make sure that you are doing things to keep God your first love. Make sure you are doing things to read your Bible, to pray, to worship daily, that you are getting to have a relationship with him. Because all of these things, God does things for a cause. God does things for a reason. And you don't want to be people who, like this, have put other things before God and things in their life were taken away and things in their life were destroyed because that relationship was separated. That hand of protection was taken off. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. Father, we pray and ask, we desire that our relationship with you grow and flourish, that you be a constant in our life, that we work to keep you a priority, to love you, to worship you, to honor you, to give you glory and praise. Father, help us, Lord God, to keep you in the center of it all. Lord, whatever we need to fix, whatever we need to adjust, show it to us, Lord God. Let us have our hearts right and ready, right and ready to honor you, to not argue, but to trust that you are God and that our relationship with you be such a priority in our life. Father, as we get ready to go for our day today, be with us, Lord. We look forward to coming together in your presence for service this weekend. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Lord, we're blessed by the testimonies that we see and hear that can build up our faith, Lord God, just like the faith that we were seeing in Hebrews. Father, we thank you that you are with our government officials. We pray that you give them guidance and wisdom, that you bless, Lord God, our medical professionals, our teachers, and our businessmen, Lord, that you give them guidance and strength and ability. Lord, we thank you for who you are, for what you've done. We thank you that it will end in praise, Lord. And Lord, we thank you that your hand is upon our lives. We thank you that we can reach out and call on you at any time. We thank you that we get to have a relationship with you and you are so good and you are so worthy. Lord, be with us today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless and have a fantastic weekend. And I look forward to seeing you in God's house. Take care and see you soon.